0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, April 17th, 2023. Ten days until my 40th birthday. I'm one of your hosts, Today's Greg 40. Miller, alongside Forbes, 30 under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the man who is wanted by the SF police it's true, Tim Gettys. It is, I have a court date, Greg Miller. I can't believe I finally, be I finally got First you. I finally got you. First time
1: getting pulled over... Uh, since I had got my new car, and that, when I say new car, I mean 2015. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was my I pre-Z. remember when you bought
0: that car at uh, the spare bedroom. or spare bed.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean literally, it was I, I bought it uh, a week after we we had launched. Essentially, that's
0: how confident you were. Uh,
1: exactly. That's how confident oh, yeah. you were. This were. I, I needed a car to this, get to work. This is company. What it was. This street company won't sink with me <laughs> to get to the original spare bedroom. Um, but yeah, it was funny because before that, uh, I don't know if you remember this. I've told the story many times. My old car was a 92 Camry. There was a total piece of shit yeah and that for reasons i'm not going to explain here but i have explained but before, they're my favorite reasons uh my windows in the back were like blasted out yeah um so the <laughs> thanks alfredo yeah and i you know funny enough i actually lived like two blocks from where we are right now yeah and the cops around here have nothing better to do than just you know bust your balls talking, bust your balls yeah i yeah. got pulled over no less than once every single day Jesus. It was just normal. And it was like, I didn't steal the car. It just is what it is. This is how this thing looks. So I got my new, my again, new, very beautiful blue Prius C. Yeah. Not a single time until now. And it's just some registration stuff that I I'm already dealing with. I got, here's, here's what happened. You know, the whole DMV system needs to figure some shit out. They said, okay, me, well,
0: hundred percent. Yes. The DMV needs
1: to figure out a few things out. Send me some shit in the mail. i like, Oh, Hey, pay for registration. My cool. So I paid for my registration. Then instead of getting the sticker back in the mail, I get a thing saying, oh, hey, we checked. You haven't got a smog check in too long, so uh, you need to do that before yeah. we, we give you the sticker. And I'm like, well, you could have told me that the first time yeah, before yeah. I fucking paid you. Yeah. And so, yeah, now I'm in trouble for this. I'm showing the guy. I'm like, look, like, I paid, and he's like, hey, I get it. So now, now it's fine. I just need to fix it, which I'm already in the process of, but it just seems like such a – this guy needed a – He 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 needed needed to do something.
0: He needed to do something. Gotcha. Uh, Did you notice Nick Scarpino drive by you when the was No, but
1: you know, as I'm sitting here, we were like, legitimately, I was pulling into the driveway. Like, we were so close to the studio um, that I was like, yeah, everyone is going to drive by and see this. And they're going to know how fucking badass I was. Everyone's going to be thinking, Nick and Greg, they're going to be like,
0: Oh, Tim was going fast and furious today. He I was, definitely wouldn't have thought yeah, that. The I first thought, I thought, thought they would have glanced one. over, saw a cool Greg in your side pocket, been like, "We got going on this with kid. This? this kid ain't supposed to be there." Who's got? Who's got? Who's got tabs on this Greg Gettys fella? Um, no, understand. we're good. We're good. Okay, did you have a good weekend? I had a
1: fantastic weekend. We all came here, hang out, watch the creator yeah, class, too. Yeah, I
0: was really impressed with the way I, you guys said ahead of time you were going to do that, of course, and then I know Kevin was like, I'm going to bring out the things, and I was like, okay, well, this setup looked awesome with the couches turned towards the screen so you could watch on the big screen. Yeah, we got to use this as
1: our a big-ass screen. It was so awesome. Everybody did so damn good. Shout-out to Alana, absolutely crushing the game in every single way. If you guys haven't seen, find clips on, on Twitter or YouTube of her entrance alone is like one of the, the hypest, coolest things I have sure. ever seen. 10 out of 10. Um, So many of them were, were the entrances were great. And um, I just, what about so Harley's? Impressed.
0: Harley's Metal Gear? One, Incredible, one That was awesome. Red yeah.
1: Bull, Greg. Harley was so fucking good. Everyone was great. And it was just such a good time to watch. And I, I'm just so impressed by the commitment and skill and camaraderie shown. I, it was such a special event.
0: Thank you very much. And then, of course, everybody, a round of applause here for Roger Pocorni, please, course. ladies and gentlemen, of course. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I don't know how if you ever do this, but I like to use my backpack as a filing cabinet. And I know that I have one in here about, about my registration, and so now you've inspired me that I need to look at that. Great. because Here it is, the DMV. You put it in there to make sure June 2nd Come and fucking get me, pigs. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, on live on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, of course, be part of the show for free at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. You write in about the nerdy news of the day. We read them here on the show and everybody has a good time. Mm-hmm. You, of course, can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Of course, if you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kind of com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set it straight. That's right. Correct ourselves for everybody watching later on com slash kinda funny games or listening on podcast services around the globe. Don't worry about it. Uh, some housekeeping for you. First off, use the Epic Creator Code Kinda Funny, of course, when you're checking out in the Epic Game Store or buying something in Fortnite, Rocket League, on your Xbox, PlayStation, or Switch. Then, the second of four episodes of Kinda Anime is now up on YouTube.com slash Kinda Funny, and the Screencast Podcast services. You can join Barrett and Mike as they talk about FLCL, Fooly Cooley, Fooly Cooly, <laughs> Demon Slayer Season 3, and interview Ryan Colt Levy, all about his journey voicing Denji from Chainsaw Man, a from My Hero, and Ken from a Barbie music video. Uh, Beyond that, of course, when you're talking about stuff we did because of your support on Patreon, uh, one of the goals we hit back in October was raising money on Patreon uh, for four video essays from one Barrett Courtney. The first one he released back in November was all about Kratos' journey in God of War, but he's been quiet on these videos ever since. Well, he's finally ready to talk about his second of four video essays. Let's take a look. Fallen Order is my second favorite piece of Star Wars media, second only to The
1: Empire Strikes Back. My name is Barrett Courtney, and today, I honestly just
0: want to talk about why Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order kicks so much ass. Wednesday, 2 p.m., ladies and gentlemen. Why Jedi Fallen Order kicks so much ass. YouTube.com slash games. We are so fucking close. Mere days away. <laughs> From Star Wars Jedi Survivor, so this, this is the perfect be a great way, way to get, get high. You. 100%. Yeah. I, I was there when
1: you recorded This one is incredible.
0: Yeah. Loved this God of God War. God of War was it. awesome. this
1: one's even tighter. This okay. one, There's something there. That song, though, Greg, yeah. reminds me of you every single time.
0: Oh, sure. You Just, can see me singing that. I can see you singing. I see Me, you me and make... Bada Boop up on my shoulder, and you we're and singing You Bada, Bada Boop. You know what I mean? Baruku yep. Boop. That's mm-hmm. his full name. <laughs>
1: yes. 100%. 100%. You know 100%. who I'm
0: talking about. The little guy. Not to go too long on this. 10 days out from 40, Greg. Yeah. Does
1: that do anything to yours? It's just like, oh, cool, it's an event. Might as well talk about it.
0: Uh, I mean, it doesn't do, and it's, you know, no, I guess not. I think in the tumultuous first half of the year here, I haven't had much time to reflect on it. In general, I don't feel old. You know what I mean? I still feel like a child. You know what I mean? So it's always weird when I'm talking to somebody like Stella or fucking Roger and they remind me that I'm ancient. I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I was, you know, of course, uh, Dead Island 2 coming up soon. I was like, man. How long? I looked at the YouTuber. I'm like, I reviewed Dead Island 11 years ago. Like, oh, God. Jen came in the room, and it, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm watching my original Dead Island review. She's like, oh, okay. And then she's like, later on, she's like, oh, this is the old one from IGN. I thought you sounded young. I'm like, yeah, I said it was 11 years ago. He's like, oh, I wasn't paying too much attention when you talk. I'm like, I got you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a... Uh, so, no, it's, you know, I haven't much. We'll see what happens on the day. Of course, we will be streaming for my birthday all day twitch.tv slash kind of youtube.com slash kind of funny games it's Greg Miller's 40th birthday with surprise guests Ooh! but I'm not ready to hear so, them pretty not, cool I, if they would tell me if they booked their fucking tickets it would be cooler but I digress I digress uh, we're trying something new ladies and gentlemen with YouTube super chats on kind of funny games daily only on YouTube and the live stream there's going to be a 30 minute post show where Snowbike Mike comes in to talk to us kind of funny games daily hosts about your spoiler or I'm sorry your super chat questions stay tuned after today's hand shake to hang out with me mike and tim before the next kind of funny stream starts winked at you if you're an audio listener but i want you to know that i sent it to you audio listeners thank you to our patreon producers tripod plus plus delaney twining today we're brought to you by rocket money but we'll tell you about that later for now let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the roper report <laughs> Time for some news six items on the roper report <laughs> a <big laughs> dozen. A breaking one Wrong hot i was stuck in traffic today i had my and i have been doing the thing where i do the Gregways from the dash thing so mm-hmm. i been leaving my phone there don't panic everybody i don't think this is illegal come and get me cops but like i <laughs> I'll look at Twitter at a stoplight. You know what I mean? I'm not in motion. I'll do a little scroll, and I saw this one break, and I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Uh, Number one, former Bungie director Joseph Staten reveals his next studio. This is Ryan McCaffrey at IGN.com. Joseph Staten, or is it Staten? I keep going back and forth on my head. Anybody, when was the last time we heard it pronounced correct? Anybody pronounced it?
1: Last week, I said it one way, and then whoever my co-host was confidently said it the other. That's all I got for you. All right, well, we're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to get to the bottom of this right now. You going to call him?
0: Nah, we, I don't to Joe himself. I, I was going to say, I don't know. You think if I knew his, if I had his, uh, you know what? I was going to say, if I had his number, you know, i know how to pronounce his name. I know for a fact, that's not correct. <laughs> so I won't lie to you
1: on that one. So who are we going to here? Who's the call?
0: If they answer, you'll know. Gary Whitta. Greg Miller. Ryan McCaffrey from IGN. You're on kind of funny games daily. How are you? I'm well, sir. I'm about to read your article about Joseph, and I want you to know that I freak out every time I get to his last name. Staten or Staten? It's Staten, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Thank you very much. You got it. All right, bye. What a good young man. I love, love Ryan McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Joseph Staten, one of the original architects of Halo, who came in late in Halo Infinite's development process to help land that very important plane for Microsoft, has joined Netflix as the creative director of Netflix Games. He is building a new A multi-platform game and original IP. Quote, In my work life, there's nothing I love more than collaborating with others to build worlds filled with iconic characters, deep mysteries, and endless adventures, Staten told IGN. So today, I'm thrilled to announce that I've joined Netflix Games as creative director for a brand new AAA multi-platform game and original IP, Let's Go, end quote. This comes after Staten first shifted back to Xbox publishing role he'd been at prior to joining 343 Industries as Halo Infinite's creative director following the recent shakeup at the Halo development studio, and then recently left Microsoft altogether. We now know that it is to join Netflix, who has quietly been building up its game development arm, acquiring talented developers like Oxen Free Developer Night School Studio. Timothy Geddes, are you excited? I am excited.
1: I think that there's a lot of money at Netflix. Of course. And there's clearly a desire to branch out and try new things and commit to them. Like, I feel like something that Netflix has shown is that it will start an experiment and, like, go a lot further with it than you might expect from. Netflix and what we know of Netflix and you know that also there's the flip side of this of them canceling a lot of things and all that. Sure,
0: and, their uh, editorial department
1: right got uh, hit real hard exactly in their animation and all that stuff. But they try things like they they really try to see what sticks. And I do think that we've talked about this a lot that on the game side of stuff, we we don't really do this, but there are tons of people out there, we've seen the numbers that are using these games uh and playing these games that would never have played on an on a console or something, but they're available there. So they're like, are available. They get s- shown them, seen them. And then it's like, oh, I have my phone. I might as well play these mobile games. And what we know is they're cool games. Like these are some of like the best Apple arcade games or the best, um, like. Before your eyes is on there. There's like real cool indie games. And uh, last year at Game Fest, we played a bunch uh, of games that were like exclusive That's here. a and, soccer
0: like, game we can never remember the name but of.
1: But it it's, they're really cool stuff. It's not just like, like oh man, we're just putting, but we, we talk about as mobile games and oh Netflix is making those. It's like, no, they're making like real games. Whoa, 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 game.
0: they have a too hot to handle love as a game simulation. Well, game?
1: then they also have those as downloading well. that right now. But um the idea right of now. the triple A side of things, it's like I, I do think that that's it's an exciting potential because what does that mean? Like I think that it is potentially them making stuff for console for for oh, uh, C for systems in the same way that their Netflix games right now are on mostly used mobile for um input and all that Um, so I think this is cool. I don't necessarily have the most faith in it going too far at the end of the day. Um, on a triple a scale, I do think it makes a little bit more sense for the indies, but I think the triple a stuff is what cements it as, oh, this works and this makes sense. So um and again netflix they tried things last night they tried the going Oof. live didn't
0: work out. La, who would have thought it's work. harder to do a live stream than most people would think netflix we could have told you yeah. why aren't you doing it here we me should. and g I-
1: sitting there for fucking on an a- one hour 20 minutes in just being like where the fuck's barrett and kevin man they'd fucking fix this shit they would fix it they Jesus. would
0: fix it i appreciate it yeah as you look through the netflix app right now of course i have a lot to say about this honestly uh Netflix, like uh, Ryan writes, quietly building up their arm, quietly been amassing a game thing going on. I think, you know, the biggest problem with Netflix, their venture into games, is that it's only limited to your phone right now. And of course, it's buried there. So I don't use my Netflix app for on my phone often, if ever. It's only usually for this segment where I go to see what the games are, but a ton of people do. But I mean, like there's stuff like Valiant Hearts, Coming Home, Twelve Minutes, A Spirit Farer, right before your eyes. Like these are great fucking games that are here, ready to go. That if you have the Netflix uh, subscription, Immortality is on here, right? Like there's a million great things like that, and it was just. A few weeks ago, mere days ago, some would say, uh, Mashable.com is where I'm going to read from Alex Perry. Netflix could soon allow you to use your phone to control games on your TV. Pretty much that's all you need to know. You heard us talk about it on Games Daily, right? This is the next step for Netflix. It's going to be, cool, we're going to take the, phone, the games from the phone and put them onto the real big daddy Netflix app at which point you'll see it when you're scrolling and trying to figure out what you want to watch, the games are there. And then when it's going to be, okay, cool, you can play Immortality and you can you just open up your Netflix, You know, the screen will tell you when you open the thing, cool, open your Netflix app on your phone, that'll be your controller. Or you'd assume, if possible, sync a, a, a controller to your TV and yada, yada, yada. You're down Suddenly we're down the rabbit hole of what could actually come. And so mm-hmm. when you jump over here to uh, Joseph Staten saying, hey, we're starting this thing, we're going to make a A thing, it's going to be its own. First off, it's interesting, original IP, So, you know, this is every Netflix businessman's, like, fucking just wet dream right now. Like, we're going to have a AAA video game. We're also going to have the animated series tying in. We're going to maybe, maybe we'll do a live action thing that's talking about the backstory. Like, oh, we'll have novels. We'll have comic books. We'll have this. Like, they're talking about transmedia conglomerates, right? Like, Get away from all that. If the fact that you can get a brand new AAA multi-platform game and the AAA game can be on Netflix and can be accessible from you just having the app and ready to go on your TV, I think that's super exciting. I think that's a really exciting future. I think Netflix, as you said, has a lot of money and will throw it behind goofy ideas and things. And if this could hit, if this could work, it does open up yet another avenue for video game developers to go and get their games published, to make money off of their small indie projects, to see funding. The list goes on of what this does that is good for games.
1: And everything we've heard so far from Netflix games has been the games that you're talking about where, like, somebody there gets it. Like, they're, they're recruiting. They're picking the right up good talent. stuff. Got, like, like, night getting, school. Like getting you're getting talking, Joe yeah. here. Right? Yeah, night school, exactly. But getting Joe from um, 343, it's like, that's, that's huge. And, like, for somebody to want to lead, like, a very, very, very talented and creative person to... Allow them to head up and lead uh, creative decisions for a AAA game that they're they're building. Yeah. That's awesome. I think that this does remind me a lot of Stadia and when they first started talking about of course. the, the move so that they were making there. Let's go
0: from the super positive side to the more pessimistic side. The, real quick. Will so, this the, baby ever get out of the fucking crib or will it be smothered by Big Daddy Netflix at some point? Because this is just eating money. We don't need it. And I, I
1: think that that is a likely end to all of this but I do think there's a difference between Google and Netflix where Netflix was already a content destination for people whereas Google had so many of the other the tech side figured out and even that proved to be a disaster in some ways Netflix Netflix has a distribution place and they have constant daily users that are going to them for content for entertainment already so I do think that there's a leg up there in addition to everything you're saying about the you watch this now play this and like people like that type of experience Um, and I, I just wonder to your more pessimistic question there of like, okay, but does this AAA project actually see the light of day? And that's question one. Question two is, is it good?
0: (laughs) Of course. How hard is it to start a new IP? How hard is it to start a AAA thing? You can go down the list, right? I think what the most recent would be Callisto protocol, jump Mm -hmm. in there, ask Glenn, how hard it is to get any of this off the ground. Then to think about what a AAA project is and how that's working. And then, okay. Are you building this game to be a true triple A PlayStation 5, PC, Xbox, Netflix experience? And if yeah. you get to there, does Netflix hold it back? Because now, of course, I'm playing most... I, what The majority of TVs can't support a Bluetooth controller to it, I would assume, right? Am I wrong about that? I mean, but I don't think that... I think that we're talking about
1: tech on a certain way that they don't care about that stuff because they are they know their audience. They know their audience is using smart TVs or smart devices because they're they are on Netflix. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it we're not talking about the like trying to reach every single person in the world we are now trying to reach netflix gamers
0: right so which aren't you trying to give them a good experience right so like is this going to be a triple a experience that is on par and i'm just throwing out their god of war ragnarok or is it just going to be that a big team worked on a bigger game that's also i'm controlling with my phone so it's not moment to moment action it's more choices there's there's no latency so that like what you know what i mean like that's where i get into it of like does using the netflix app then you know uh, uh Strong army isn't exactly where I want to go, but it works. Strong army you into making a lesser game into scaling back the scope of your game. I mean, with cloud functionality and things like that,
1: I don't know that that necessarily has to be true. Again, I don't think we're getting God of War Ragnarok, but I do think that like a triple A can mean, in the same way, indie can mean so many things, triple A can mean so many things. And yeah, maybe it won't be the most input heavy action
0: focused thing, but I don't think it needs to. Um, sure. I mean, if, if, I'm, tel- if, I'm, t- if I'm Netflix, my, I think, you know, why wouldn't you try to buy Telltale? Why wouldn't you try to make your mm-hmm. own Telltale thing? I know everybody loves to throw out the Black Mirror Bandersnatch when this conversation comes around, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a live action version. But even taking that away, if I was them and I was looking for this and I was, I was looking for a back catalog of cool things to launch on this when it goes to the big app, when it can be on the big TV and you can just play it with your phone and make choices left and right yeah all the telltale catalog right have people go through in there and make season one of the walking dead where you're not actually moving Clem or i'm sorry we're not actually moving lee you're just making choices right do stuff like that mm-hmm. i think that stuff would work and if you you know there's a, all those developers got spread to the win, wings and wins before forming their own little studios and some of them coming back to be telltale again like there's a bunch of talented people out there who know narrative stuff that you could go and i think really make some cool shit with sam barlow of course you know what i mean we talked about immortality being on there but i'd be immediately trying to snatch him up for his next game to be exclusive yep. to Netflix. Totally. Yeah.
1: And exclusive to Netflix just means exclusive to Netflix owning it. Like yes, they, exactly. They can it can still
0: end. go everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It doesn't seem like... It'll be interesting to see what the rollout for content is for this AAA project. It, what's the ben, Is there a benefit to being on Netflix? Are we talking a bit out of our ass and it will it not even be on Netflix? Oh, straight up. You know, I, I, mean? I think that that is, that
1: is uh, I'd say 70% likelihood that it's just, yeah, they're just publishing a AAA game and just getting the Netflix name out there and, like, yeah. and enhancing the, the overall Netflix brand. But um, I think that they will find a way to it some somehow make it playable using Netflix, whether it's your phone or your um, TV. But I think that that's, that's down the line. But I also think that we are every day advancing more and more and I feel more.
0: like we've got to be close to that for them launching this. And let me bring in a question here from the one, the only nanobiologist who wrote in, of course, to kindofunnycom slash KFGD for free, just like you can and says, hey, y'all are you as confused as I am with Netflix's commitment to gaming? Their gaming category is sparse and more so mobile games scooped up before Apple could get them and hidden away on the app. Plus, with Netflix layoffs last year, it felt like Doom was written all over the walls for Netflix gaming. What could this original AAA game from Netflix mean? Could it be one of their own IPs or is it just a last-ditch attempt to salvage Netflix gaming before it goes the way of OUYA and Stadia? Thanks, Nano.
1: I don't see it so much as a last-ditch attempt. I Think of it as uh, an early experiment. Like I think, think they're trying to make this work and it might not work, but it might. I think that we are so close to a turning point of especially with all the acquisitions and conversations happening um, when it comes to Xbox itself of when is Xbox Game Pass and the X Cloud functionality going to be breakthrough to that next level of being able to be places that we couldn't even believe it would be right now. I would not be shocked if, in a couple of years, Netflix partners with Xbox Game Pass, and Xbox Game Pass is part of Netflix. And if you subscribe to Netflix, it gets you certain functionalities, something like that. Sure. And there's now a partnership that bolsters what Netflix games can actually do, and it benefits everybody. That might not happen. Probably won't happen. But it could. Sure. And I do think that it is, it's is—it's the partnering of technology and, again, the distribution platforms where the eyes are for the audience um, that this could work. And when it comes to the the mobile games and, like, the level of quality, all this stuff, like, games can be so many different things. So it's, like, especially when you're talking about the Netflix audience where you can get Stranger Things, you can get Too Hot to Handle, and both are equally valid, and there's audiences for both of them. So there's audiences for these things as well. But I think the fact that – I focus more on the fact that they have – these independent games that we love as yeah. opposed to they also have all the mobile games that we don't care about.
0: I think for me Netflix commitment to gaming, right? And, and Nana asking you if you're confused by that. I, I not at all. I think that in this streaming war we exist in where it is Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and Paramount and Max and you can go down the list and go through all of them, right? Like there you need to be in the same way Xbox was great at it with Game Pass and I think has established themselves but adding value to your subscription of what this is and so i think that the added value of the mobile games maybe not which doesn't speak to us often doesn't i have not downloaded other than before your eyes when i was comparing it to vr i've not downloaded a netflix game uh, and, and played it in earnest but it is adding that value there and i think when they do finally turn and go okay cool we're committed, or we're confident enough in the games we have here to put them on the mainstream, to put them on the big thing. I, I think this whole thing right now is very beta. Yeah. Hey, it's here and this is what's going. When they're like, hey, cool, it's also here. That's an added value that suddenly my mom who did buy a Wii and did play games on a Wii, right? Might look at it and go, Oh, I do want to try some of this. I do want stuff. It might still be that thing where none of us, none of those games speak to us, right? I don't know if the too hot to handle game I just downloaded isn't going to really (laughs) blow my hair back. But for some people, it could. And then as they continue to add in stuff from Night School, from stuff like Immortality, I think you then see it as like, okay, cool. And the commitment there is, of course, we want to be a streaming service that stands out. We want to make you stay on this app. And then, of course, they know that gamers are using Netflix. They know that we're there already. Why not try to keep us and then elevate that up? And so then it gets interesting with this AAA thing of like, yeah, okay, maybe Netflix is in their app and their gaming strategy. It just isn't what I think it is. And they're not going to have this game on Netflix, the app. It is just a way to then reach out to PlayStation. Players like, Netflix is publishing games. Oh yeah, but they're also... On your phone right now, there's a bunch of great stuff, and you already do that, and yada yada yada, and maybe it does tie into your account when you log in, and all these different things give you a benefit or a bonus or whatever.
1: There was also uh, the breakdown that they released. I mean, at this point, it was a couple years old. I want to say it was during the pandemic that Netflix put out a breakdown of like the um, where people watch Netflix yeah. the most and like consoles. They were like, dominating, the, the yeah. Netflix con- mm-hmm. like, app. Like, I wouldn't say dominating, but it was a it was a fair margin. Like it was a big enough uh, part of the chart that it's like um, there are people that are watching Netflix. And their main way to do that is with an Xbox controller or PlayStation controller already in their hands. Yeah. So on the console itself. So I feel like there's there's definitely something there.
0: Trying to see if I can find something for you here. This is statistica. They're not doing what I want. They're no, they want me to pay for it or whatever. Yeah. But I remember that report. I remember what you're talking about. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I think I I I am pessimistic about it because we've seen so many other companies try stuff like this, get in, never go anywhere pull the plug and get out especially with stadia on our mind so recently but this has been going a while i do think this was the right way to do it in some regard this is a this is how i would do it if i were them more than the stadia we are here to compete with consoles we will be the only place you'll play like well this fucking service is half-baked and all the games are old as shit i prefer the netflix model of like Yo, we're trying this, and we're putting a bunch of mobile games on your phone right now. They're free. You already paid. You pay for us, and we're doing this. And yeah, exactly. It started with not the best ones. There weren't as many heavy hitters. Now you look at it like, oh shit, like these are games the I wouldn't play. Yeah, 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 I'd prefer that. We'll see what happens. But again, it's all on the whim of corporations and stockholders. So we'll see if the next round of layoffs at Netflix affects this. But I digress. I'll tell you where there'll be no layoffs. The Super Mario Brothers movie, I don't know if that works. Number two on the Roper report: the Super Mario Brothers movie is now expected to hit one billion dollars as it continues to beat global estimates. This is Chris Scullion at VGC. The Super Mario Brothers movie is now expected to comfortably, sur- comfortably surpass the $1 billion global box office milestone as it continues to surpass expectations. Deadline reports the film is currently sitting at a total worldwide gross of $678 million, which is $330 million, of which, I'm sorry, $330 million comes from markets outside of North America. This surpasses Saturday estimates for the weekend, which predicted the film would hit a worldwide gross of $659 million, with $318 million overseas. Deadline also points out that overseas box office has dropped just 28% from the first week into the second, which it describes as quote-unquote amazing. Uh, The the seemingly slow drop-off rate leads Deadline to conclude that the Super Mario Bros. movie, quote, is expected to get to the coveted $1 billion mark, end quote. This was backed by Variety, which says the film is primed to be the first movie of 2023 to cross $1 billion globally, and The Hollywood Reporter, which says it will soon cross the $1 billion mark. What remains to be seen is just how far beyond beyond 1 billion dollars the movie will go, particularly because it still has it still has it has still to be released in Nintendo's native Japan, which doesn't get the film until April 28th. Seven of Japan's top 10 highest grossing films of all time are animated, with the likes of Frozen bringing in a gross revenue of 190 million dollars in Japan alone. As such, if the film is well-received in Japan, as it has been in the Americas and Europe, given the country's love for animated movies, it could make a significant contribution to pushing the movie way beyond the $1 billion mark. What remains to be seen, however, is how receptive the country will be to a Hollywood-created take on one of its homegrown IPs. I love to see it. You very, must be happy. Very you must be very good, in good news Fucking for me. hog heaven over. Oh yeah, here. yeah.
1: Because this means we're going to get more. Yeah, and uh, I think it means we're going to get more uh, with the love and care that was put into this. Now, when you say that,
0: mm-hmm. do you mean more Mario movies, more Nintendo movies, or just video game I'm spe- movies?
1: Uh, we're going to get all more of all that stuff. Yeah. But I, I do think I'm specifically talking about Nintendo movies. Like, sure. Uh, Miyamoto led to some extent because uh, he's been doing focusing more on uh, the expanding ip outside of games when we see the theme park expansions and the the movie stuff um i think we'll get more of that with the same level of care put into making sure it's authentically mario sure i think that when we get zelda when we get metroid when we get all that it's going to be authentically those experiences and i am thrilled about that in the same way that we've seen last of us do the same thing um so i do think that it's i'm talking about this movie doing well it's going to be great for the illumination nintendo partnership i also think that this is good for video game adaptations overall it is evidence that it's not about just making a good movie it's about making a good mario movie it's about making a good last of Us show it's about making speaking to the gamers because we're here and we've been here for a long time give us the thing that we want and are looking for from this not trying to like uh, mass appeal to every single person possible. It's like th- this makes something true to the product. hundred percent. We're living in a beautiful time right now. In my opinion, when it comes to these video game adaptations, we have a new story later that I'm very excited about as well uh, in line with this stuff. But um, these numbers are, are incredibly incredibly good, especially in a post pandemic uh, world. We've seen the return of movies. Top Gun Maverick, obviously, we've talked about it a lot. Um, Absolute stellar success uh, financially, where it was the movie of the summer for the entire summer, and people kept going back. The movie was sold out for weeks and weeks and weeks, months on months, Um, and we don't normally see that type of thing. Then Avatar comes out. It's a similar story. We hit this interesting point of the year where, I mean, this year is wild for video games and movies where essentially weekly, there's some major triple-A movie coming out. Sure. And um, we saw this amazing run um, where Ant-Man kind of was the failure that kicked it all off, and it didn't hit where uh, it was expected to. Then, week after week, it was the opposite of that, with Scream 6, Creed 3, um, I guess Shazam was a, another one of the duds. but We all knew that was going to uh, But yeah, but it's like but, uh, Creed and, and Scream, breaking records. Uh, in their respective genres outside of the genres, just for weekends and movies and all 4. and John McFour. Thank you. That was the other one um, that was absolutely crushing. So all those things were crushing while competing with each other. Yeah. yeah. Mario came out and it's good till guardians three. <laughs> we got <laughs> Mario right now killing it as much as it is. And we don't have killer big releases for three more weeks. In addition to it, not being in Japan, this movie's going to fucking crush. Frozen 2 right now is the top um, highest grossing worldwide animated film of all time at $1.45 billion. I don't think it's crazy to no, think that Mario no. could, could get there.
0: I think it'll cruise past. And it. Uh, cruise past, I don't know about that. Cruise. We're, cruise. Take it to the bank. That's locked, everybody. I mean,
1: that, that would put it as the number 12, or it, beating Frozen 2 would be number 13 highest grossing movie of all time. With everything I just said, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Right above that is Top Gun Maverick, um, so I feel like
0: it could end up. It's a twenty dollar bill right there. Money warm my office, Tim. I'll bet you. Yeah. Cruise is past Frozen too. I mean, well, well, Cruise, Tom Cruise, everybody. Gun Maverick, won't right win there.
1: Win. So I, I just don't know. Where do you think it's going to land? Because, like, looking at this, we have the one that Before I'm always, document. I'm always surprised by um, how high The Lion King is. The the Lion King live action remake. Um, let me send this to you.
0: You'll be in my heart.
1: hate Um, is that number nine at one point six billion dollars. Got it. And that's a surprise. Like I feel like people. Yeah. People talk about that as if they fucking hate that movie and no one saw it. But people might hate that movie. But people saw it. Did
0: I see that? I don't I think, think I saw that. So. We yeah. didn't. Re- we didn't review that, did we? We did. We did. Was I on it? I doubt it. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I saw what what There was some Aladdin. Simba, Did I see Aladdin? Rufasa. I saw right. Aladdin. Will Smith was in Aladdin. He right? was, yeah. Did I see that? I think mm-hmm. I saw that. Did we re-interview that? Mm-hmm. I think I saw that.
1: Yeah, those were within like two months of each other. That was another mm-hmm. crazy time where Avengers Endgame, Detective Pikachu, Aladdin, Lion King, yeah. they were all right there.
0: Everybody, somebody tell me if I was in either of those interviews. I don't remember. But I think I saw Aladdin. But I sometimes I watch the trailer and I feel like then I know the movie and I, you know, just, there there's you Aladdin. Were. I was in Aladdin. Was I in Lion King? Did I see Lion King? I'll have to look. Thank you very much, Barrett. Keep me honest out there. I appreciate it. Uh, Shatsa Sunamura says, "You'll be in my heart." Is Tarzan, Greg? No, no, no. We're we're talking about Lion King. Anyways, crew. I have twenty dollars again. Lion King. Holy fuck! I w- <laughs> I definitely. I would have lost the twenty dollars when I was in Lion King. <laughs> fuck me! I saw Lion King. The li- I saw a li- lot. Is it people or cats? people are cats <laughs> what it? What, you think it's people <laughs> it's not fucking people Greg
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay okay hold on missing link said Greg was not in the live action review okay thank you very that's much that's okay. bullshit uh, he's right here fucking what the fuck man
1: hilarious and that is the number nine highest grossing movie of all time wow
0: I yeah. just don't care about movies. <laughs> I can't I remember anything. I know you do. I know you do. I'm sorry, sorry. Back on ta- no, track. Look, back on Back The
1: top ten right now is Avatar, Avengers Endgame, Avatar 2, Titanic, Star Wars, Force Awakens, Infinity War, No Way Home, Jurassic World, Lion King, Avengers, Furious 7, Top Gun Maverick, Frozen 2. Yeah, at I, see I see it. see it. Frozen 2 is the target because it's, it, it's the top animated, so that would put Mario with, like, a, a major record. That yeah. Obviously, anything above there is insane. But, like, yeah, with everything I'm saying about, like, how much runway it has right now of owning the movies, owning premium formats, right now it's yep. in 3D, it's in 40X, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's in ScreenX, it's yeah. in IMAX, it's in Dol- it's in all that shit, and it's still, cr- I'm just trying to um, schedule my third watch of this movie, and I'm having a difficult time finding a good seat at a good time because people are there. Yeah. This is great. This is good for everybody involved. I saw
0: Andre from Game Explain seen like six, six times or five wow. times or something. Wow. He tweets about it every time. Um, here, I, you're asking me a bunch of shit I don't care about, all right? You're trying to do that thing where I go horse betting, which I don't do, and they're like, well, oh, no, no, sports betting, right? I sh- I, the first time I ever tried to bet on Mizzou, let me tell you what a, a fucking boondoggle that was. I walk over to him like, yeah, I want to bet on Mizzou. Like, all right, do you want to cover the spread? Do you want to, I'm like, to win. I don't fuck, what are you talking about? I don't know what the words you're saying. Isn't it just that they win or lose? There you go. Take it. You know what I mean? So I'm just telling you, it will cruise past Frozen 2 for $20. If you're a man, you'll take the bet. Well, I mean, I, if I, you're a man of your word. A
1: bet that I, I need a definition to cruise past.
0: It will pass it without an issue. It's not like it's going to squeak by. What Frozen 2's got 1.453. It's not like it's going to do 1.454. All right? It's okay. gonna be at least one point four five five. Why mean, are you busting my balls? Just take because, the bed. Let's move I don't want to. You're take a, a, a fucking coward, Mikey's a coward.
1: I think we have people in the chat. Like the majority of the chat right now is like Tim. Like they were like the in live action. It's not live action. They're animated. Cool. Guess what? Um, Iron Man was also fucking animated. And Avatar's fucking animated. They called it a live action remake. You know what they fuck they mean here? All these movies are animated. Fucking twerps. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not taking. I want a definition of this I want you to give me a spot that you think it's gonna hit. That's what I'm taking a bet. I don't, like, bet no I don't I want to bet that. I want. You're
0: asking me to, to do the to place to do whatever. I'm well, saying it's, it's gonna. It's path. going to beat Frozen two. It's gonna be Frozen. 2. Is that good enough? It's gonna I mean, beat Frozen so too, two. But is it gonna beat oh, Talking so? Maverick? No, you all. Everybody has such a weird, gross heart on for that movie. You know what I mean? gross at all. You're Perfect. all like, oh, the military. Yeah, let's beat up the I, who, enemy. who have you heard say that once? Oh, man, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. You know what yeah. I mean? Every time he talks about it. Right. Um, see, I, but I'm out of my element here. I don't know what's what going on. I'm not, I don't, no, I don't think it'll beat Maverick. I, I think that it has a chance. I don't think it'll beat Jurassic World. Of course not. The world he showed it, up for Jurassic World. I think it up to number nine. Ladies and gentlemen, do you like seeing us bet? Well, the only way that we can bet is to make money. And the way we make money is patreon.com slash kind of funny. Over on patreon.com slash kind of funny, of course, you could get this show ad free. You could get a whole bunch, dozens and dozens of monthly exclusive shows like Greg Way, which is my daily vlog series, Kind of Feudy, which is Blessings Game Show, and so much more all on patreon.com slash kind of funny. But guess what? You're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny. So here's a word from our sponsor
1: shout out to rocket money for sponsoring this episode we all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use or do we do you know how much your subscriptions really cost most americans think they spend around 80 dollars a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to 200 that's right you 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 out there RocketMoney.com/slash/kinda funny. That's RocketMoney.com/slash/kinda funny. R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y.com/slash/kinda funny. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to eighty percent less than clay litter.
0: Number three on the Roper Report, a Media Molecule co-founder and Dreams director, Mark Healy, has left the studio. This is Chris Scullion at VGC. Media Molecule co-founder and creative director, Mark Healy, has confirmed that he is leaving the studio. In a series of tweets, Healy, who directed Dreams, wrote quote, "So after 17 incredible years of co-birthing and building media molecule, I've decided it's time for me to fly the nest, set sail, and chart a new course. Today is my last day at MM. From Little Big Planet to Dreams and Beyond, proud to have played my part and lucky to have jammed in with some truly brilliant people in such a wonderfully talented community, which I will continue to be a fan of. Uh, media Malku posted the, fo- the following statement on their twitter it says today mark healy announced he left media Malku, mark co-founded media Malku. It's, it's a goodbye uh, mark we're gonna miss you and wish you the very best in your next adventure thank you for everything uh we promise to always stay a bit weird that's from siobhan Reddy, of course uh you can read it over on the media molecule twitter but i was very impressed Greg, with you reading that because it's like i can read it but you're reading it really fast and confidently well it was that thing where i was like i mean you know, I, you know I, don't get me wrong uh, I love Amita Malkia, I love Siobhan, I, I don't know if I've met Tom, uh, but it's like, why does that his name? Mark. Uh, but it's that thing of like, yeah, that's a lot of words in there, you know how it's going to be. Mm. You know, we wish him well, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. Mm-hmm. You, 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 instrumental, yada, yada, yada. You a lot that, of talk, Greg, about... Our,
1: our friend Joseph Staten, a lot of talk about medium Molecule the last couple of weeks. It's funny how this news thing works. It's funny how news works, And then right? there's follow-up stories. Where there's smoke,
0: there's fire. Of course, yeah, it was announced, of course, that Dreams is leaving active development. Uh, of course, you can still play the game. You can still make things for the game. But there's a bunch of new things. And they're moving servers. And they're not going to be working on it anymore. They won't be patching it anymore. Instead, they'll be moving over to a new game. Um, I think that this then times out fine and makes sense, right? Mark has been there a long time. Uh, and it's, you know, they're ending dreams and getting ready for their next big adventure, and I'm sure dreams took a lot out of him. I wouldn't be surprised if the next adventure isn't the do-anything-take-do-whatever-you-want-in-this-game-platform kind of business, and maybe that's what he wants to do. Maybe he's just tired and needs a break. Maybe, you know, there's a million different reasons for it. But, of course, if you're going to, you just, like, any art, if your heart's not in it, you can't be a part of it. And so I feel like that's probably the best thing here. Like, you know what? I'm a little burned out, or I'm tired, or I want to go on and do a different Netflix. adventure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe he's going to show up in uh, Joseph's team next week. We'll find out. Uh, but yeah, of course, hats off to him and, of course, everybody at Media Molecule. Uh, our friends over at Midmax have an interview right up now cool. uh, with Abby, who just left Media Molecule as well. Of course, she was instrumental in the Dreams community and the Impies and everything else. Tim? Mm-hmm.
1: You have to read this question Okay, sorry. Just to give credit to it's the it's name It's a wall
0: of text from Skippy McPorridge Skippy McPorridge writes in to pay, No, to kindofunnycom slash KFGD And says, with this news That Media Molecule Creative Director and Studio Co-Founder Mark Healy is leaving the company Are we worried about the future of the studio? Healy is the third co-founder To recently leave the studio Following Technical Director Alex Evans in 2020 And Art Director Kareem atuni uh, Just a few months ago When you consider that Dreams was in development for ages and never reached its potential, the studio heads behind Media Molecule's creative and artsy vision are gone, and the studio has seemingly been leapfrogged by Team Asobi as Sony's premier platforming team. It paints a bleak picture for their outlook. On the bright side, Media Molecule is one of Sony's smallest studios, and it probably doesn't cost very much to keep it running. But I fear that the next piece of news we hear from the studio will be about its closure rather than a new game announcement. Thoughts? I have lots of thoughts about everything you just said, uh, Skippy McPorridge. Um, I don't think it's that doom and gloom. Me neither. I think uh, the fact that so many co-founders are leaving and moving on, again, represents the broken record I am, of what I've talked about, of just like, I think that Dreams was not a modern PlayStation project. That was a a project that was started when PlayStation was a different company. Now we are where we are now, and I think, hold up. This isn't good. Let's pull people off of that. We're going to change direction. And we are going to make you, with all due respect to Media Molecule, who I love and re- I love and respect, we're going to make you make a game. We did this. Play, Create, Share was amazing. It led into Dreams, which was this thing we were all behind, but the market shifted. The audience wasn't there for it. Let's get you back to making something like Tearaway. Take your creativity and the, the uh, people came to work at Media Molecule because they love Little Big Planet, because they love what was going on with Dreams take the essence of that the dna of that and put that into a and I, I that sounds insulting but a real game a traditional game and a traditional artsy game be weird make no cool way. goofy shit but make it like tearaway where you're the sun and the, the, or the user is the sun and you're doing this and they're uh, you can mix in the create and play and share elements and still have it be a game rather than a platform and for skippy you know to toss out here that uh the studio seemingly been leapfrogged by team Asobia, sony's premier platforming team that is not even a seemingly thing i don't think they were running that race when they let little big planet go they let go of that that wasn't yep. their goal that's not what they wanted to be i don't think you would have talked to people from media molecule and they're like oh we are a 2d platformer that's what we make no 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 that's not what they were trying to do ever i don't think really with it so i don't think they're uh, sad to let that go personally i'm very excited to see what that team who is small will do with hey here is what you're doing. This is the vision. This is the path. This is the thing we're, we're all on. Let's create cool shit to then build that game.
1: Yeah, I agree. And uh, bless and I were talking about that a lot last week. Um, and I just feel like they 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 have tearaways in them. I think they have little big planets in them, even the more designed parts of Little Big Planet, um, not so much the relying on the community to yeah. make stuff more like the actual, hey, we have so much creative talent here to Which are always great to do. Yeah, exactly. So I, I feel like... Uh, they know that they have that. It is a different time, the, it's a different world in almost every way. Even when you look at creation games, like we're in a world where Little Big Planet was revolutionary for what it was, and because of that, because it was such a unique concept back in 2007, um, people were interested in playing it because they're like, Oh, this is I get to make something here, and I get to make uh, platformer and music stuff. And it's so it like yeah. limitless potential. You see all the cool videos being posted on YouTube and all that, and it's like it was an exciting time. We now have Mario Maker. We now have Minecraft. We now have Roblox. We now have so many the Fortnite even in the sense of building things and uh, with Fortnite's um, I forget what the name of it is, but creator the, mode or something like that. Something like that. Creative? Creative. Creative 2.0 or whatever like that stuff it's like I feel like what um, Media Molecule was offering that was special is kind of just like par for the course in the same way we talk about RPGs all the time sure. where RPGs used to be this is a special thing then at some point RPGs is just an element in uh every video game there's creation tools in essentially every video game not every but you get what i'm saying here
0: a lot uh, of them they, too they don't necessarily belong there yeah i think you yeah. I, I remember for infamous one right kind of funny.com slash you're wrong when they announced ugc where it was you can make your own little challenges and quests and, dah, 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 and they were really and it was like part of that play create share man mantra it was too uh infamous Two, uh and it was like okay and like you, t- I tinkered with it and never did anything with it. And there was people who were dedicated to and did it. Assassin's Creed did it for making your requests and stuff like. It's like. All that sounds really cool and it's it's but like the amount of work that goes into UGC stuff to then the, the actual reward you get out of it is oftentimes not the giant booming success that keeps your game's longevity going.
1: Again, yeah, there's, things have evolved and changed what people expect for a dollar uh has completely and changed, uh, especially when so many of these creative tools are free. They're yeah. they're they're in free-to-play games or they're just open source or whatever it is, but like Thinking back to, I mean, of course, I love the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater franchise, and that, from the late 90s, was every game introducing, all right, cool, now you get to create a skater. Now you get to create a park. Now you get to create your own tricks. Now you get to create your own goals. And it got to the point that you just get to create your own Tony Hawk game in a Tony Hawk game. And I feel like what happens there is once you allow people to do that, everybody does it. There's mixed quality um, every which way because it takes so much more work than people realize to curate. Uh, And then the actual product itself eventually Tapers out because it's like, oh, we've seen everything. Like we've seen what the creators can do and what the audience can do, and I feel like Little Big Planet hit that point where they did it all, you know. And then we, they even uh, spun off and had ModNation Racers, and was that Media Little Molecule? Big Planet Karting? Uh, no, that no, was Lil- not who, who, Sumo. Who that one Sumo, yeah. But um, just jumping around and like trying different genres, you see the inspirations across um, Sony's um, studios and, and partners. Um, so, all that being said, I think that Media Molecule has so much talent and so much. New talent. I feel like they constantly are um, like, who was the guy that we we met? Sorry, it
0: was United Front Games. Sumo did the most recent Little Big Planet. Carding was United Front Games. Gotcha. Who okay. of course the was the Sleeping adventure. Dogs people. Um, Snake Pass. Yep, that um, was Sumo. I, I, I,
1: when, uh, but I remember uh, when he came on, he was telling the story about he got his start doing user created levels in Little yeah. Big Planet. It's like that stuff's so freaking cool. Like there's some Media Molecule has something that can create game developers. Yeah, that's so special and to see what like even dreams kind of have that in a, a different way um i want to know what those people can do working at media molecule for their next game that is a game
0: yeah 100 i'm with you on that one too and that was always part of the things with uh I and i and i know i'm speaking from a very personal state but i think for most gamers as well like your time to game is so limited right and so i think what you if you were to talk to playstation about what is a playstation game right I always bring up, obviously, the inspirations and uh, uh, takeaways that they learned from Naughty Dog, right? Of like, wow, it's going to be A, It's going to be cinematic. It's going to be a story. It's going to be – I think if anything, even if you – because then there's Gran Turismo and there's a bunch of exceptions that aren't that, right? But what they would talk about is quality, right? That it's quality. That they want to be – you spend quality time with the system. And I feel that is where dreams struggled. Dreams has amazing creations. I w- I'm not taking anything away from that. There are amazing creations. I've played amazing levels and games and all that sort of stuff. But there is so much noise on there that even if you are dialed in and using inDreams and you go, dot .me and going and building playlists, like there's so much on there that I just feel like it becomes work to get to the good stuff. Creation, man. And then when you, get oh. to, when you get to a place where it's so hard to curate like that, it, like how many times did I see Dreams as the tile? And I was like, ah, but what would I play? I know there's great stuff on there, but I'd much rather go to this other tile that's a dial in experience. I know what I'm getting. This tile, I know what this is. I know what I'm getting. I think that actually matters a lot, and yes. I think that's one of the reasons right now in 2023 you're seeing that fade away and what I assume is going to be a straightforward, in quotes, artsy game for Media yep. Molecule. Number four on the Roper Report, Angry Birds developer Rovio is being bought by Sega. This is George Yang and Ryan Dinsdale at IGN.com. Sega has confirmed it is set to purchase Angry Birds developer Rovio for $775 million following reports of a potential deal earlier in April. As reported by Polygon, the Sonic the Hedgehog publisher confirmed the deal on April 17th and Rovio's board and shareholders have already approved it. Uh, the acquisition is expected to go through by the end of September, with Rovio's mobile game expertise intended to help boost Sega's own position in that market. Greg Miller, can you imagine if we can get in a time machine, or if I can go in a time machine,
1: find sure. you sure. at IGN in 2012, Yeah, be like, hey, Greg, Yeah. in 2023, Sega's going to buy the Angry Birds creators. Sega.
0: Yeah. I'd be like, they're still in business.
1: Like, it, what?
0: They're still in business.
1: This huh? is so, like... Did not see this coming and like definitely bad sign for Rovio, good sign for Sega, bad sign for us core gamers. Like this is totally, I mean, Sega's always been um, super into the mobile side of things. Like uh, on, in some ways, I've always been very impressed with their willingness to um, make mobile ports of some of their classic games that are just their classic games. Sonic 1 and 2, it was just Sonic 1 and 2. In fact, the definitive versions uh, up until uh, Sonic Origins came out of those games were on mobile. They were the only ones with widescreen support and all that. And, like, that, again, people cared. It was people that were like, we have games, going back to the Netflix story. How do we put them on mobile and do it right? Yeah. Then they also did things like Sonic Dash and things like all the other Sega properties um, where they looked at winning formulas on mobile and kind of did their Sega version. Um, And I think they've had a lot of success with that. Um, That's definitely not the type of stuff that I want to see Sega dive deeper into. But this is definitely the sign that they are going to.
0: Why do you think this is bad for Angry Birds? You said look, good for Sega, bad for Rovio.
1: I mean, I just think it's it's very telling of where Rovio is in the marketplace and mindshare more than anything of, of all this. Where Angry Birds was the
0: biggest thing in the world. I mean, seven hundred and seventy-five million dollars is nothing to sneeze at.
1: Yeah, that that is true. That is. I mean, it is a lot of fucking money. It's not like they got this uh, at a
0: garage sale. <laughs>
1: yeah, that, I mean
0: that that's all true. And
1: like, I, I feel like with that, you even just look at it like that, like the Mario movie compared to the Angry Birds movie. Sure. Fair. Right. Yeah. It's just like Angry Birds felt like it had everything going for it for a while, and then it just had this misstep after misstep. That now I like I'm talking down my ass here, but like I have not heard anybody talk about Angry Birds ever in. It feels like a decade. When and it was, bad.
0: if you didn't live through it, like the like the, everybody had Angry Birds, everybody was playing Angry Birds, and to your point, I think. Everybody, it was kind of a gold rush. Everybody yeah. ran there, and then it was ported shittily to consoles. Exactly. There was a bad move. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't taken care of the way you're seeing Mario take care A hundred
1: percent. And I think that that was the thing where, I mean, the IGN April Fool's video was, April, uh, was Angry Birds. Like It was the thing yeah, to yeah. talk about. Um, so it's just interesting to me to, to be here and be like, oh, damn, Sega is buying them. Does this tell you something tells me? Sega's fattening themselves up to get sold, baby. You think so? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been convinced Sega's going to get bought by forever. one of the big guys forever. Yeah, I'm yeah. still convinced, and
0: this just convinces me even more. Okay. We'll see if it boosts their mobile market. Maybe Boost another. mobile, baby. <laughs> Where you at? No, nah, number five on the report is still in this vein. Sonic the Hedgehog spinoff series Knuckles is coming to Paramount. Plus, it's set its cast. This is Joe Otterson of Variety. The live-action Knuckles series starring Idris Elba at Paramount Plus has assembled its cast. The show was first announced in February 2022. In addition to Elba reprising the role of Knuckles from the Sonic, from Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Variety has learned that Adam Pally, Happy Endings, in the Mindy Project is set to star in the series, once again playing the role of Wade Whipple from the film franchise. The film takes place between the events of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and Sonic the Hedgehog 3, which is slated to hit theaters December 20th, 2024. In the series, Knuckles quotes Agrees to train Wade as his protege and teach him the ways of the Enchida? Enchidia? Echidna. Echidna warrior, end quote, <laughs> per the official uh, log line. Eddie Patterson, The Righteous Gemstones, Julian Barrett, uh, Minehorn, uh, Scott M- uh Don't Look Up, and Ellie Taylor, Ted Lasso, will recur in the series. Uh, Rory McCain, uh, Game of Thrones, will guest star, uh, as will Tika Sumpter, uh, reprising the role of Maddie from the films. Additional casting will be announced at a later date.
1: They also announced that Kid Cudi will be part of this, which I'm very excited about. Um, Hell fucking yeah, Greg The yeah? Sonic movies, I love the Sonic movies They're no Mario movie, yeah, but they're so. great movies in their own right Fucking love them, especially the second one um, And the director of the first and second Also directing the third Directing a couple of these episodes um, as well And seems to be kind of in charge of show running and all that uh, They put out the little um, the, the slate today And you saw like the director's name on it Um, with He's nothing. knuckling up with, uh, like, the Knuckles logo and all that, and then also Knuckles, like, a physical cowboy hat um, with the stars on it um, that we've seen Knuckles have before in previous projects. Again, just showing that they fucking care, and they're actually making a Knuckles show uh, that feels authentically Knuckles. So I'm very excited about this, um, continuing that world as we gear up for Sonic 3. This is before Sonic 3, it seems, so.
0: That's that's what I that thing said, yeah. It's, it's story-wise,
1: but uh, I'm saying, like, I, I imagine it'll be released you're gonna before You're going to get Sonic this before 3. Sonic 3. Yeah. 3. Um, so, yeah, man. I'm living my best life when it comes to video games. You're getting everything you want out there. Let's going.
0: I appreciate it. Well, here's some bad news for you. Number mm-hmm. six. Dark and Darker's developer is being sued by Nexon. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN.com. Dark and Darker developer Iron Gate is being sued by Nexon for copyright infringement following a DMCA takedown in March. As reported by Eurogamer, Nexon's lawsuit highlighted similarities between its own P3 and Dark and Darker and also claims some of Iron Gate's employees who previously worked at Nexon had signed a one-year non-compete clause that stopped them from taking, quote, Nexon's trade secret straight to a new developer. Uh, The lawsuit added that condoning the defendants conduct would threaten Nexon, the video game industry and all of the consumers who enjoy playing sophisticated video games. (laughs) Yes, that's me. Um, Video game developers would not be able to invest years worth of personal person hours in developing video games. uh, If their employees could simply transfer their employers project files to their own personal servers and start a new company. Nearly half of Iron Gate employees are made up of former Nexon staff, uh, though the lawsuit only names two, uh, such as former staff. Oh, it only names two as former staff who signed their one year knock. Well, this sounds fucked up. Yep. Nobody should walk away and just make the content they were making before, you know? That'd be outrageous. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Who could do that? Imagine if you just making stuff. You're making stuff. Let's just say in December 2014, you're making a bunch of stuff at one place. In January 2015, you start making it somewhere else. Yeah. Impossible. Impossible. Uh, If your boss was named after a fruit, you'd probably be pretty pissed. It's good. It took a uh, second. It definitely
1: took a second. Definitely took a second. Yeah, Andy has been updating me on this story because uh, uh, they were pretty hyped on the Dark and Darker stuff. And then, yeah, this stuff started going down. I was like, this is good. This, this bad, shady stuff. Uh, well, Andy's a I'm slimy down.
0: little shit. He'll still be excited about it. You know what I mean? And, and, Andy would cross a picket line. He'd go be a scab. He doesn't care. He'll uh, do the same thing yeah, here. He doesn't I'm... care. As long as Andy's getting your Twitch sub, he doesn't give a shit who he hurts. It breaks my fucking heart every time I see it. Mike, never be like Andy, okay? Tim? Yeah. I'm glad the cops got you, mm-hmm. but I can't wait for the cops to get this slimy shit, Andy Cortez. Yeah, Sadly, you, that day of justice is so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, where would I go? The
1: official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games Daily Show host each and every weekday.
0: Yeah. yeah. Out today. Suffer the Night on PC, Beyond the Long Night on PC, and Recollection on PC. It's weird to get that right? <laughs> are the suffer the night and beyond the long night related the uh, fucking jeez man uh new dates much. for you uh firmament a new game from cyan games Mist, launches may 18th mm-hmm. for the pc all these games are releasing may 1st for steam arto city of beats uh Etherilla, echoes of yore the witch of fern island world turtles rice but world it's r-i-c-e R- I- with periods uh monster tribe deals of the day for you now, this one comes from the one the only nintendo of america uh nintendo switch online members from 420 smoking if you got it to 426 you can download and try the full star wars republic commando game at no additional cost so if you want to go be one of these stormtroopers clone troopers bad batch if you want to be this mandalorian go shoot it up and now, it now up, this one of course up, dude, for this one of course set in the new tri- the the original trilogy uh, no. No. before they're clone they're yeah, but this is this Clone Clones. Wars people yeah, yeah, yeah. is this bad batch
1: no but they should make a bad batch game that's like this okay I've been saying that since they debuted back in uh what was that season seven of Clone Wars God they're so cool play this game when it's free so they can see the numbers and be like hmm maybe we should do hmm. this again
0: hmm Hmm. maybe we make more Star Wars stuff maybe more bad batch I mean, wait we know John Drake bear just tweeted John we do know John Drake uh, ladies and gentlemen, we ask you to keep us honest as we go through a little thing we called You Are Wrong, but guess what? We got nothing wrong. No, no corrections. We crushed it. Again, people tried to write in about the Tarzan song, but I'm telling you, we weren't talking about Tarzan. We were talking about Lion King. King. You'll silly, be silly in my heart. And Simba... And all it, tackling it says sex and dust because everybody's That's a pervert and you didn't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, ladies and gentlemen, is another week of content at kind That means you'll be getting kinda funny games daily each and every weekday and a variety of platforms as we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. Of course, you can watch us live twitch.tv slash kinda funny games, youtube.com slash kinda funny games. You can watch us later, youtube.com slash kinda funny games or podcast services around the globe. Most importantly, though, you can watch us on patreon.com slash kinda funny, where you can get each and every episode ad-free. You can get dozens and dozens of exclusive shows that are only on Patreon. And of course, you can watch us record our podcast live as we record them, with the exception of those pesky review embargoes. But for Kind of Funny Games Daily, the rest of the week, hosts look like this. Tuesday, it's Tim and Blessing. Mm -hmm. Wednesday, it's Blessing and Andy. Thursday, it's Blessing and Tim. And Friday, it's Tim and Steve Spawn. That's right. Able Gamers, Steve Spawn are coming on through, going to join us on the screens to talk to us about everything going on. Of course, if you're watching live, remember, we're trying something new with the YouTube Super Chats on Kind of Funny Games daily. Uh, we will cut the recording in terms of like the podcast for the podcast people, and then instead we'll come back here with Snowbike Mike, and we'll chat it up with the Super Chats you've submitted throughout the show, or the ones you want to go with right now for 30 minutes as we get ready to ease in to the streaming services and stuff like that. If you want to catch the stream, of course, YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. you want to do some other stuff, whatever. But for now, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.